versus party what do we need more if there's only one um what's your kind of take and stance on that right now given the west ham result well ideally i would like both let me just say that with my chin <laughs> ideally i'd like me along <laughs> yeah hey no denied no denied no Good evening, good evening, gents. You're here with Naughty Nigel from the Arsenal Asylum. Here with my nearest, dearest Asylum resident, uh, Mr. Mod, aka Mr. Kick Up the Arse. How are you doing this evening? I am doing well, sir. I'm doing well. Salutations. <laughs> good to hear from you. Good to hear from you. And I'm also joined by my south and also arsenal asylum right resident mr io aka io 1886 how are you doing this evening bro yes guna yes guna i'm all right i'm all right but bruv hey yo i heard a couple of joe pillocks were sound polluting in the last episode or something. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> none of that's that, what none i heard that's what i heard None of that. So look, um, gents, it's um, we've had twenty four hours to let that three points marinate. Um, lots to take away um, uh, from the game. Um, before we dive deep dive into into it, more um, just want to see what your your thoughts were: the good, the bad, and the ugly. I mean, it was it was always going to be a tricky game um, for us. Uh, I know that confidence was high and we had a great performance at, at Fulham. Um, but, you know, going to Craven Cottage and then entertaining our um, Cockney neighbours is uh, two different uh, prospects, especially with um, David Moyes at the helm. Um, you know, being that he was Arteta's manager for so long up in the blue half of Merseyside, aka Everton. Um, so, you know, if anyone is going to know Arteta and, you know, the way that he sees the beautiful game being played, um, it's him. So I kind of felt like Moyes and West Ham were set up in a way that they almost had our number at, at certain points and they did create some problems, um, you know, but ultimately it was, it was, it was you know, great to see us um, graft uh, a, a winning performance um you know ultimately you know the combination between um Obama Yang and uh Lacazette as usual paid dividends um this time with uh Oba you know returning the favor and then you know Mr Antonio is always a little fawn in our side man I, I keep telling those hammers that you know, he's probably their best player over the last few seasons, most consistent, um, the old battering ram that he is. Um, and then, obviously, you know, the Ceballos, uh eddie connection after the argy-bargy at, at, at Fulham coming through to uh, produce the winner. So, you know, for me, ultimately, it was, it was, it was you know, a hard-fought victory. Um, but there were a lot of positives as well as uh, a few negatives to take away from the game. So I'm sure Arteta will be um, 
driving at home on the training pitch over the next week or so. No, definitely, definitely. And how about you, Aya? How did it how how did it look from where you were sitting? Yeah, no, bro. It was funny. It was a f- <laughs> it was a funny game because even in the in the in the sort of post match, um, Arteta was saying about um, yeah, they've 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 not trained any better than the the run up to that match. But <laughs> the first twenty minutes was diabolical, bro. You know, I was just like before I even get onto West Ham. Let me start with Arsenal. Like Mod alluded to, um, the run up to the game. You know the 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 FA Cup win, the Charity Shield win, even the semi final win of the FA Cup. You know we've had a lot of momentum, and then obviously Fulham light work. You know, like 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 Steph said in the last last episode, like you know we shouldn't really be look, dropping points at some place like Fulham. Last time they were in the EPL, we beat them five one or something like that. So you know that that doesn't really count, but you know we got the job done. But coming into this game, like the first 20 minutes, the passing was just poor. It's just, we just looked, I don't even know, man. I don't know if some of these guys have been cheekily messaging Unai or something. (laughs) Like that Unai energy in that game, like the first 20 minutes. I mean, I was just a little bit like, you know, what is going on here? It stunk of Unai. It did stink of Unai. It just felt cagey. Like, and I'm thinking, this is West Ham. And don't get me wrong, like, like, like Mod said as well, with Moyes, like, you have to give him the props because you knew after they got smashed by Newcastle, he was going to come with a typical low block, you know, low block merchants, pack every man behind the ball. As soon as we attack, it's just nice and compact lines, and that's what he was doing, and 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 we struggled to break that down. So certainly saw that, but even still, I mean, some of our passing was just diabolical. There's like I can't really think of anybody to rate in that first half, and obviously we can talk about the second half, but the first half for me was quite shabby, and we were fortunate to get that goal, and then I wasn't really surprised when Antonio scored. Um, the equaliser just on the stroke of half time so yeah I mean yeah I wasn't uh, if you remember in the group I was saying I thought it was going to be a draw because that's how we were playing lads like it just had that feeling about it like West Ham they weren't good enough but they weren't bad enough and we certainly weren't good enough but you know it's, it's beautiful when when you can just eke out those results like we did and also, sorry, lads, I forgot to mention. I forgot to mention <laughs> as well. Let let let's we let's we not forget that West Ham had a hundred million on the bench. You know, a hundred million Ooh, worth of players. Yeah, on the that's bench. a good point. Good point. And, facts. And, facts. And, and, and that's 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 quite ironic considering you know. But hey, you know, it was it's a weird old game, man. Weird old game. Yeah, I mean, just to follow on from Mod um, and I, I think um, the good to start with, probably, um, obviously three points, hard fought. Um, I thought Gabriel started off shaky, grew into the game, um, really liked his distribution and his physical, the, the way he kind of physically, I won't say handled um, Antonio, but was able to at least stand up to him. Um but yeah, even if you look in the WhatsApp group, a, a, a two-one was my prediction. Um, I just had the feeling of one of those hard thoughts. Just are we going to get? Yeah, just I, I imagine us clanking to 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 the three points. Um, 
Look, um, three points, yes, but I, I, I think it's probably too early to say there's anything to be worried about. But like Io said, it, it it definitely had shades of Unai, certainly last season, where a lot of pointless passing, um, the passing wasn't fast enough. Um, apparently, Danny Sabayos got the official man of the match um, award, but I think both of him, especially Xhaka, were, were, were really poor in the centre of the park. Um, Holden was just sideways. Um, possession. So, um, yeah, happy with the three points. But look, um, yeah, uh, we can't play like that against uh, against Liverpool and expect um, expect to get anything really. Um, you know, it's 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 we we clearly need, especially against teams that uh, 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 sit back against us and maybe fill out the middle of the park a little bit more. Um, we haven't got the space in behind. Um, you know, we we definitely need to strengthen in in areas of creativity. Um, you know, we just haven't got that player who will unlock a defense. Well, we haven't got that player who's um, available for selection. Uh, uh, able to. Unlock well, you know what? Funny enough, Nige. Funny enough, Nige. I was thinking to myself. I know you're talking about Urzel and whatnot, mm. but I was thinking cheekily, cheekily. This is the sort of kind of petri dish for a young player to come in like a mill, you know, a yeah. Mill Smith role. And, you know, I was disappointed to see that, um, obviously, well, not obviously, but um, he actually picked up a shoulder injury in training. He did, so yeah. he did. he didn't make the squad. And that's a shame because somebody like him, I think he could have really shone uh, in the whole, uh, in this particular game, you know. I mean, we did try and rely a little bit on 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 Danny trying to create stuff because Xhaka sure weren't doing it, but mm. I don't know. Danny, uh, yeah, he didn't have a great game. I mean, William didn't have a great game. Like, no one, no one had a great game. No, no, no one, one had really a had. A, I mean, I mean, let's 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 let's. I have to, I have to big up Lacquer though because he's now on fiftieth goal. 50 goals in his yeah. Man, shout out to Lacquer. I've said you some know, things about him, but yeah, shout out to Lacquer. I would like to see him sold. This sounds so two-faced. I would like to see him sold, but oh, I have to give wow, him, wow. <laughs> I, have, I have to give him props because he's like, what is it, fifty goals, hundred and twenty-nine games, and he's the full Frenchman um, to reach fifty goals behind Perez at eighty-four, Giroud at one hundred and five, and obviously the King himself at two two eight. So big up Lacquer for that achievement. But I don't know. I feel like we need a bit more clinical. A clinical player in that position he plays. But what do you think, Mods? Yeah, I mean, going back to the sort of game, the performance, the the the, the setup, the the sort of tactical display. I I I've saw on scene some references and we of of, of Arteta being more Graham than Wenger statistically, um, and. I could certainly see that in this game. Um, I, I think I think people are, are maybe getting a little bit carried away with with you know like you know some of the results we've had, but ultimately um, I think it's a bit too early for us to be expecting this swashbuckling you know Wenger style of football that you know we became accustomed to. Um, Let's not forget that when Wenger was doing that, especially towards the latter years, we were we were we had a soft underbelly, and quite often we were literally put to the sword. Um, so you know, f- for me, um, I can see what Arteta is trying to do. I can see that Arteta is 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 trying to make us 
difficult to beat. Um, and also trying to weave patterns and draw teams out when they're being, you know, condensed or they're sitting deep um, with the sort of patterns of play and building from the back. And if we can't find room, we go back to the back and then we switch flanks and X, Y, and Z. And you can see that sort of rotation of the players swapping mm-hmm. flanks and swapping positions and stuff, especially with like William Saka, you know, um, as well as the 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 axis in the midfield that you spoke about, but I think uh, 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 that was that that game was always going to be a tricky one. It's a traditional London derby as well, um, and let's face it, you know we struggled against them last year as well. Um, so I wasn't overly surprised. Um, and but I, I I did see a lot of a lot of positive signs and you know positive patterns of play during that game. It's just some of it just didn't seem to come off. What we did do is we made a lot of um, unforced errors and we gave the way, the ball away cheaply. Hundred um, And if you notice, there's a couple of yeah. times we had the ball in defence and we're trying to bring the ball out of defence, and it was sloppy, simple passes that we couldn't even get to the, to the next man. And you know, it was just we're just giving handy possession back to the opposition, um, time and time and time again. I, I mean, there must have been. I, I didn't count it. It'll be interesting to see the statistics of unforced errors throughout the game, but. Um, you know, I, I clearly counted about, you know, half a dozen in the first half alone. It was pretty poor. So for for, for, for that, I think we were, were our own worst enemy, so to speak, which is also a positive sign because, you know, it, it, it can't get much worse. And definitely, bro, you know what? Funnily you say that uh, because less, less, the elephant in the room is nobody was expecting KT not to to make the team, you know. Yeah, I was literally just about about to come on to that. You know, and and obviously that was a a massive blow down the left side. And, and, you know, somebody said it in the group and it was spot on. Kolasinac, he's just not not there mentally for a back three. He does struggle in that kind of position, you know. He he likes to see himself as a a full-on left back in in a back four. And, um... Yeah, he 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 was a liability, and I'm a fan of Kalasinac. You know, a lot of people in the group want to see him gone to uh, whoever was interested in him. Uh, escapes me. I think a German Bayer Leverkusen. I think are the closest one interested in doing a deal for him. But um, yeah, I can see why. I can see why because you know we missed Tierney massively in that game, massively. Yeah, um, I, 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 I agree um, with that, I.L. Um, but on to more celebratory news. It's been a long, long, long time coming. Um, I feel I've waited for second coming for, for this guy to sign. But we finally had the news announced that our leading goal scorer, Mr. Pierre Aubameyang, has signed a new long-term deal, or long-term at his age, um, for for the club um, this week. So, I guess, yeah, just first, what's your reaction? What was you, what was you doing when you first heard the news? Heard the news? How did you feel? Um, come on, take it away. Well, um, we had, obviously, you know, uh, alluded to the fact that it was a more or less a done deal um, some time ago, I think dating back to uh, around the 7th of August, um, we first tweeted the news that 
you know, it's just simply a case of dotting the eyes and, and crossing the teeth. Um, so, you know, as it wasn't really a surprise, um, but nonetheless, it, it was welcome news to hear. Um, you know, he's our captain, he's our talisman. Um, and, you know, we've had years of our top strikers leaving to either go to the competition or, you know, abroad to so-called bigger teams than us. Um, so it was refreshing. It was also refreshing to hear Arteta turn around and say, you know, well, as far as he's concerned, Arsenal's as big as the likes of Barcelona, so why does he need to go there? Um, you know, I'm sure a few people raised an eyebrow, but, uh, you know, it was really, it was really great to hear that despite, you know, Barca coming in with a late bid, um, Oba, his heart was uh, clearly with us and wanting to be, you know, the next um, Arsenal legend, which if he continues the way he's going, uh, there's no reason why um, he shouldn't be. Yeah, definitely agree, bro. Definitely agree. And uh, you know what? Barca, they might be a like, massive club, but hey, they're, they're falling on their own hard times at the moment. Indeed. So from that perspective, you know, I'm, I'm glad he's seen the project here with Arteta and he's thought, you know what? This is as good as anywhere for me to achieve my potential uh, fully in, in terms of more trophies. He's got two already, you know, in the short tenure of Arteta. Uh, this season, we look really, really uh, in, a, in a good position, hopefully, if we don't have games like the West Ham game. I've got to say, um, we really, really need to get back to being really organised and being really clinical, you know. So um, I'm I'm happy to have um, um, Pierre-Emerick signed up again for us till uh, 2023. So um, that's a good few years. He gets, you know, we get the peak... <laughs> Of, of of him uh, left of him in terms of his his career uh, you'd like to think by the time that contract comes up and then also it allows you know some of our, our, our younger players to continually learn from him you know because there's so much that can be learned from the Reese Nelsons and and you know just the younger players in terms of how to really really um, be clinical in front of goal and um, you know he just lifts the teams up he, you can rely on him, you know, he gives 100%. We had some jokers in our group trying to compare him to Harry Kane today. I mean, the less said about that, the better, because, you know, um, yeah, I'm not going to come on here and start singing Harry Kane's praises. But what I will say is I respect him for what he does for his team. But again, he's not got a patch on Oba as far as I'm concerned for what he does for us and what he will do for us going forward. And it's massive news. It's massive news to have him officially signed. And I'm sure we've 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 kind of given him a decent deal. Um, so we should. I, I don't know. Um, any of you lads know about that? I mean, you know, I'm sure it, we got our, our our man on the street, Nige. What's going on, bro? So yeah, I just on that. Um, first and foremost, I guess I was um, really pleased with the signing. I, I I know we need more signings, but I actually thought Oba signing is just as important as new faces coming in um, to the squad. Um, he's that critical and has been that key for us over the past couple of seasons he's been with us. Um, 
And I guess what I'd really like about what we've done in previous years when we've had Sanchez and Ozil key stars come up for contract renewals, we've just kind of given them a hefty wage um, without much incentivization on top of that. Um, what we've done, we've structured this, this contract, so I believe it's around the 250k a week mark, but he's got a three mil 20, 20 goal uh, bonus in there, which goes up to around six mil, he hits 30 uh, goals, um, and then he's got a nice loyalty bonus tied into that as well. Um, and of course, that goes up um, if we hit Champions League. Um, I think the whole contract goes up by 10% automatically. Um, so it's a, it's a contract that, you know, it, it, it rewards hard work rather than just rewarding him for the past efforts that, that that he's done, which I think is um, important, and I'm extremely glad um, he stayed. Yeah, lads, and no, it's really, really heartening about Oba and, and him signing, but then also, funnily enough, I was reading a few match reports of the, the West Ham game, and I, thought, and I saw an interesting fact that jumped out at me, and that was, I had no idea, lads, but you know, since Arteta's appointment, we have had the third worst total number of shots on goal, you know, and and that's at 218, you know, third worst. So only the only team, the two teams that are worse than us are Burnley on 208 and Sheffield United on 181. So imagine losing Oba as well. Like, <laughs> it just doesn't bear thinking I'd rather about, not, I'd know. rather not. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. So we definitely we we got him back on back on song in terms of signed up and ready, raring to go. And we need some more people putting shots on goal, you know. And and that means a bit more creativity in the midfield, and 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 more more goals coming from from the rest of the pitch. Uh, Nicholas, who came on, as we know, but oh, um, yeah, we just need more goals, man. Mm. We need more goals, more shots on goals. That's the only way you're gonna get goals, isn't it? Yeah, no. Do you know what? And and that and again, I that's a valid point, and that goes back to what I was saying about Arteta actually probably being closer to Wenger. Oh, sorry, Graham. Arteta being closer to George Graham than Wenger statistically. Um, so yeah, it's 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 we're still we're still very much work in progress. But yeah, I mean, going on to you know the other potential um, transfer targets that we've had, and as you quite rightly pointed out, the need for some creativity. Um, uh, you posted up a poll on the on the on the on the Twitter, on the Twitter sphere, on our Twitter handle. Um, don't forget to check that out, listeners as well. Um, but yeah, we we there was it was our. Versus Partey and who would you take? Um, and that one, that was that that was a really close one. I, I think I think quite a few people voted on that. I think it was approximately around 70, 70 people there or thereabouts. Um, but yeah, it was it was quite interesting to see the the, the feedback. Um, what we got an hour uh, seemed to be the more popular vote, but and, and, and to the point where a lot of people were saying that we potentially might not have to buy a party type midfielder, especially with the likes of, um, you know, El Nenny making, making a comeback. Um, but, you know, I, personally, I, I, as I was saying, I, I'm still not sold on the, the whole El Nenny idea, especially when I, you know, I heard Arteta basically saying in an in interview that he's got to do Jedi mind tricks on El Nenny to make him believe that he's a, 
He's worth it. <laughs> like a L'Oreal advert, you know? That's a bit harsh, <laughs> Make him believe that he's worth it. That's man. a bit harsh. But um, no, for real. So, you know, as much as I, I'm glad to see, you know, a resurgence, I'm still not, you know, um, particularly heartened by the, the, the potential, you know, the inevitability, I suppose, of, of one day um, Xhaka not being able to play a game or two. Um, especially considering factually, you know, I, I can't remember the last game statistically that he played that he actually lost. Um, I think it's some time ago. But as far as as far as Arsenal are concerned, I still feel we need that kind of party type type midfielder. Um, whilst I'm not going to say or to go against what I just said, we definitely also need a bit more creativity. And um, I'm not quite sure that, you know, although Danny did come up with the with the goods um, and I thought he played quite well, if I'm if I'm being honest, um, you know, in, 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 in short spurts, um, we still need a little bit more in the midfield area up top where we're, you know, we've got we've got a lot of firepower, um, but it's 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 incumbent on on a lot of those forwards not having to drop back and do the midfields work in terms of trying to create their own goals. Um, so, yeah, I hear you. So, yeah, I, 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 I you know, I, I, I still feel that there's, there's work to do um, and, and we still need another one or two bodies in. Um, but, you know, I, I hear, and we we're also discussing this in the week, the one or two of us, that it's not going to be as easy, especially with the, um, the rules now, as we know, uh, 25 players, um, you know, limited to having 25 players and only 17 of those can be non-homegrown players, uh, which Emmy Martinez um, obviously counted for. And I know a few of us were confused, including myself, um, of, you know, who within the squad currently counts as an over 21-year-old. Uh, and there's quite a few of them that are 21 that just don't count <laughs> because you literally got to be 22. So by the looks of things at the moment, you know, we're, we're the, 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 the likes of, you know, Turney doesn't even count as homegrown being Scottish. Um, and, you know, Enketia, he's 21. Enketia is 21. So he doesn't count um, for our quota. And I think there was obviously a couple more, you know, we know that obviously, um, um, Mr. Saka is is basically underage, you know, so he doesn't count for the quota. So at the, at the moment, it, it's it's looking like um, Arsenal are going to have to definitely sell to buy to kind of create some room within the squad. Um, and I know you spoke about this, Ayo, didn't you? The the fact that you know that it's mooted that um that your your favourite uh, Mr. Kalazanac is is potentially on his way out. So. It's definitely a lot of movement to come. Favourite is a bit harsh, bro. Favourite is a bit harsh. I mean, let me tell you, let me tell you quickly what I like about Kalazanac. Uh, he brings a grit, a steel to the team that I only see with um, Xhaka. Xhaka is the only other player I see with that kind of grit. And, you know, that's good, but he just he's just a little bit not up to speed in a lot of other areas, such as you know, the quality of his passing can be a little bit suspect and he can have 
lapses in concentration which can cost us you know and and when you look at his position and you look at Tierney and what Tierney has shown us in such a short space of time it's a no-brainer you know but then you also need squad depth as well and that's the thing you can say okay we can put Ainsley there uh, he can do a job um, Saka he, he did a job when we had injury problems um, last season and whatnot but still, I feel like you need a designated person uh, on the left who is primarily defensively kind of minded uh, and, and is able to, to obviously marshal that left-hand side. And then obviously with the system that we have now, you want the left wing back, which has been Ainsley in, 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 in the West Ham game. It was Saka uh, mucking in, but primarily focused with sort of opening up the channels, bombing forward mm. and, and, you know, that allows um, Oba to cut in into the inside and then, you know, get on his right foot and, and, and do some damage. So, yeah, I feel like Kalazanac, I like him as a squad player. A bit like El Nenny and what you said about El Nenny. I like El Nenny as a squad player. Do I want to rely on El Nenny for 38 games? Heck no, I don't. Mm-hmm. But... We need squad depth and, you know, we've said it before in a previous pod or or maybe we alluded to a pod we heard one of us did when we were talking about um, the Man United teams, the sort of players that they had, mm. the, 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 the Parks and the Nicky Butts and then, yeah, those kind of players that just, and uh, what's his name, O'Shea and those kind of players that just were there underpinned to just grind out results like the way we grinded out a result against West Ham. Yeah, the so kind of player like that... Cola. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Sorry to cut you. But the, the kind of player that does, you know, what he says on the tin. But the only problem is he doesn't do what he says on the tin. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just about like, to say. Yeah, so, you know, you can't... I can't... You can't put him in that category for me. I, I think he's just not... He's not He's not proven to be Arsenal quality. You know, if I want a minder then, uh, you know, I'll give him a call. But this is... Yeah. <laughs> and, and no, fair play. Fair I, just play. I won't your, shed any tears. I won't I, shed just any to tears. your um, brain on, on the, the, the similar question, Mod was back and forth in on, uh, uh, where do you stand now? Or has your stance changed on the our versus party? What do we need more if there's only one? Um, what's your kind of take and stance on that right now, given the West Ham result? Well, ideally, I would like both. Let me just say <laughs> that with my chest. But ideally, I'd like me along. <laughs> yeah. No T nine, no T nine. No T nine. But no, ideally, <laughs> ideally, I would like both. Let me just put that out there. But if you had to say to choose, for me, it would still be Partey because Partey is slept on. Everyone just thinks, oh, defensive midfielder, but he can create as well. Okay, is he in the same bracket as our in terms of creating? Nah. Let me, yeah, let's not try and go there. I mean, what Hour did for um, Leon up until, you know, was it semis they got to? He was just, yeah, he mm-hmm. was really, really, he was really, really opening up opportunities for those guys in terms of their midfield. And those are the kind of opportunities that we need opened up for us, for sure, especially against high quality teams, you know, the top six teams. But then at the same time, there's a part of me that thinks, what is our ultimate objective? It's Champions League football. There's only five top six teams if we put ourselves in the top six. So the other teams, we we need a quality player. But then again, I, I don't know. You hit the nail on the head. 
I look at our youth and I look at Emil and Emil's being slept on, you know. I'm thinking even Joe Willett. I know he's not come to where he needs to, just like Reese, yeah. So I know I'm going to get stick for when this goes out from certain people. Definitely. But I believe in our youth. I think they need to be given the opportunity to excel. And I think you said it before, Mod, like the age that they are, mm. if they're at 24 or 25 and they're still where they are now, then yes, we have to move them on. But I think under Arteta's stewardship, we need to be giving these guys the opportunity. So ideally for me, I would want party and I would want to build on the creative midfielders we have. I mean, I wanted Ozil out, but I'm even thinking to myself, Ooh. get Ozil back in the team. Ooh. He's posting, begging Ooh. to get back. I mean, we're being harsh on the boy. Bring him back. Like, let him, I think he's broken. Like, he's contrite. Let him come back, you know. Let him come back. He's got, what, less than 12 months on the contract. Let him go out on a bang. Let him deliver for us, you know. So, you know, the options are there. I don't know what's going on with Arteta, with Ozil. He can't be that bad in training, can he? Uh, I don't know. I, I just don't think with him, he quite fits into the... Into what he wants. Into the system of what he wants from a, mm. from a, from a player, even, even a, a player that is supposed to be the attacking one. It's kind of interesting because I was looking at the hour, uh, the hour statistics um, and what he's delivered last year in Ligue 1. And I know Ligue 1 was cut short, but he got three mm. goals and four assists and three yellow cards. Um, mm. You know, in 25 matches, um, it doesn't sound that great. And I, obviously, I, I do know that he has a statistic of creating, you know, the most chances from open play in, you know, in the league up against, um, I can't think of who it was. But I know he's definitely up there in league in terms of, in terms of creating um, maybe it just happens to be that you know the team's not good enough to get on the on the end of most of them but if you're just looking on paper that doesn't really blow me away um the league oh, the year the season oh, before he had seven goals and seven assists um, from 37 games um so in terms of what someone like maybe Saka did last year you know and what he's doing it kind of seems to be a part. I mean, maybe Saka might even be slightly ahead of the curve. So I, I think, I, I think the the fact that everyone is getting very excited by this purchase may be a little bit premature because I'm not sure that he is. You know, don't get me wrong, he's a very skillful player, but I'm not sure that he's a finished article yet. Um, mm. and, I, and and the statistics certainly show that and I think a lot of people where we watch him in the Champions League or whatever may be getting overly excited what I saw that's from, me bro yeah that's me you're right what I saw yeah. I had no idea about those stats bro um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. put it into a bit of perspective yeah, trust me what I saw from him um, in in the last what potentially is his last game I'm not sure if he played this weekend um, or if Leon played this weekend, but I saw him in a week when he got sent off. So no, maybe he didn't. Um, but you know, I, 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 I saw a player that looked slightly disinterested. Couldn't wait to get off the pitch. Uh, did he purposely get sent off? I don't know. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. But um, again, those kind of things made me raise an eyebrow because, you know, all right, fair enough, Saliba hasn't been in the side. But what I can tell you is that even when he was back on loan, he was dedicated to playing the best game that he possibly could for his club. Um, 
And I kind of, it made me raise an eyebrow and kind of feel, oh God, are we not getting another Nasri here or, you know, someone like that. Um, so yeah, for me, the jury's still out. I, I know a lot more about Partey as a player and I know that, you know, he is a box-to-box um, midfielder. Um, he is, you know, he is and does exactly what it says on the tin. And yeah. if I've got a preference for the two, I'll be going there. But I do understand 100% about the creativity issue as said before. Yeah, I think, um, and I think just on that, it's um, clear we need to sell before either two come in. Um, myself, I've probably got a slight bias. You know, I think I hit the point in the head. You play the top six, what, 12 to 10 times, um, you know, and I think party would be a lot more of an asset in those types of games. But in the games where you've got, you know, two two low blocks and you've got, you know, deep defences to try and break down, um, I think our is probably a, maybe a little bit, in theory, should be a, a, a little bit more useful. But... Um, some interesting statistics um, um, you share you share there, Martin. Um, I guess that's a nice segue into you know now that the structure somewhat changed, Arteta is going to have more of a say over the the the, the comings and goings, or so so it should, should seem with the with the with the title change. Um, we should see hopefully see. Um, who he actually wants to bring in out, out of the two, if it is a case of that that we can only bring in one after what looks like to be a potential imminent um, uh, sale of Torreira to Atletico, um, it's looking like um, it is those sources on a bit, and it looks like it will be happening. Um, we've got one or two other players we're trying to sell, but um, yeah, with um, yeah, just I guess segueing on to the Arteta role change. What did you, what did you think about that, Mar? Do you read much into it? How much more of an influence do you expect Arteta to have? Um, is it a good thing, a bad thing? Yeah, um, I, I, I think we discussed it, Nigel, a little bit. I think I think you definitely alluded to it on one of the earlier pods. I think as the one where it was about um, uh, Don Raul's um, departure. Um, but yeah, the, you know, you, you, I think the words that you said is don't underestimate Arteta's role in this, and 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 those words kind of rang true to me over you know the 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 last couple of weeks of restructuring and stuff like that. And he's definitely in the position now where he he has got um, more control of the of the goings on in the club. And you know, Edu and Vinay both said that you know basically he was playing that role anyway. So you know they might as well just give him the the title of being first team or or, or you know the club's manager. Um, you know, so for me it's 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 nice to see that he's been recognized um and they've given him you know the title because ultimately he's doing what the old school managers used to do the vengas the fergies and whatever which is to to mold the ethos and have a lot more control in the in the comings and goings and not necessarily be dictated to by you know someone that's sitting in the in the recruitment department or you know, a director of football. Um, so yeah, no, for me, it was, it was, it was great to see and, 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 um, 
you know, very a, a very positive move by the club. And Ayo, what, what were your thoughts? Uh, good, bad? Yeah, no, Maud hit the nail on the head. 100% agree with what Maud said. All I'd add to that is, obviously, with Edu in the role he's in, you know, they both have the blueprint. Edu is a is a, an invincible, and he was there. He's seen the setup that worked in order, or not in order. He's seen the setup that garnered our successes previously, our previous glory days with Dean and, and Wenger. So, totally see how they both made that compelling case to to the Cronkies in terms of you know, the designation of duties and powers between the two of them. And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, Dinai, he's a commercial guy. He was in a commercial director role previously. Yeah. He knows how to make that P, you know. So he's <laughs> going to be focused on that. Obviously, you know, signing off on the deals where need be and scrutinising, being a commercial guy. But Edu, he's more than capable of doing it. But then he's the negotiation. He's the clout that uh, Dean was. So he's bringing that to the table. And obviously Arteta is doing his, his finger. He knows what he needs. He knows enough about the players out there, the market, and what kind of players we should be going for in order to to meet his philosophy and, and, and deliver on the pitch. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm happy, man. Yeah, happy, you're man. right, Ayo, man. You know, ultimately it's, 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 it's his team and he knows what he wants. He doesn't want some guy sitting in the office dictating you know, which players he, he's got to get and work, try and work with, um, you know, who he m- might not necessarily want or agree with. It's just not going to, it's not going to work. And yeah, you are right. Yes, let's take it back to, to a tried and tested method. And hopefully they can mimic um, the relationship of Dean and Wenger. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, just, to, and I did think it was a little... I guess a little weird we've come 180, um, if you will, or 360, um, you know, to leave that model, to to go to the coaching model, then to come back. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I think ultimately it's, it's a good thing, um, giving the onus, more onus and power to someone like Arteta, um, to know, you know, to make those key decisions rather than, like Mod said, having someone in a ivory tower sitting above um, his head doing so. Um, I guess which kind of leads me on to the last point, lads. You know, we've got the start of the uh, Carabao Cup. And I guess, now my real question to you, I'll start with you, Mod, is look, A, how seriously do you want to take this? Is this something we should be looking to win? Um, and and, and um, B, hit me with your predictions. Yeah. Um, Nah, I'm not. I'm not really interested in the Caribou Cup or the Harry Bow Cup, as I like to call it. Um, you know, it, it, yeah, it's another competition. I think we can use it to bed some of the, you know, um, younger players that are in and around the fringes of the squad. Um, yes, it's it's good for Arsenal to get used to winning ways, and we don't really want to fall into. Um, a bad pattern of uh, being comfortable with losing. So in terms of morale and 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 what these uh, wins have been doing for us, you know, I do understand that. But at the same time, it'd be nice to see a bit of balance. Maybe we can dust off Mr. Rosil's boots and put him in for a few games. But, you know, ultimately, um, my eyes are on two prizes this season. And it's finishing as high as possible in the Premier League. 
um, getting back into the Champions League. And I do think that that Europa Cup has got a name on it this year. Yeah, oh, I agree. Okay. But I absolutely, absolutely agree. It's, it's not a priority for us. It's good for the youth. It's good for fringe players to to get, you know, to stay match fit and to, to keep themselves front of mind uh, for, for Arteta. And apart from that, yeah, um, it's, it's a hindrance for, for the first team because I don't know how much ROI you get from from that particular competition. So, yeah, like you said, give it to the youth, give it to the fringe players. We've got Leicester on Wednesday. Um, I will watch the match. Obviously, I never hope we lose. But if we do lose, depending on who the personnel is, it's, it's neither here nor there, really, for me. I know what the priorities are, which are top four. Hopefully, retain the FA Cup again and hopefully... Uh, 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 win the Europa League, so um, that's that's what I'm focused on. Yeah, and we got Liverpool on on the yeah weekend, following up on that. Yeah, yeah. five and days later. Yeah, should be a good one. Should be a good one. And I think um, look, my sentiments probably echo um, the same as you two. I, I not something I want to take too seriously. Just use it as an opportunity to flesh out the youth and. Um, see where we go from there so ladies and gents please do like subscribe and follow us we are active on social media instagram arsenal asylum podcast and our twitter handle is at arsenal asylum um we do tons of votes tons of polls in your latest transfer news so look gents um it's been a good evening with my co-host io uh and mod Yes, sir. It's been a good one. Thoroughly enjoyed it, Nige. Ah, good to have you. (laughs) Good to have you. Good to have you. And good luck for our next game at Leicester. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Come on, you gunners. Come on. Peace.